There it there's there he is. <laughs> there I am. Johnny, after after a year of Zoom, you finally figured it out. Good for you, yeah, buddy. Yeah. Um yeah. I mean, I've only done it about 730 times. So <laughs> it must be fun. Pretty- it must it must be fun for you to be on Zoom right now, you know? Yeah, no, we finally took a break from it. And uh, fortunately, Chip was kind enough to reach out and uh, have me do it again, even when on a rare week off. By the way, I and uh, it just so happened this way. I have asked Johnny to be on two of my podcasts that he will be a guest on in less than 24 hours time. That's fantastic. So in less than 24 hours, he will be doing another podcast. What is the rock and roll subject for that one? Uh, we're doing a little little unknown uh, scamp named Mr. Phil Spector. Oh, wow. He's yeah. fun. Yeah, he's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I've he's gotten a- since 1960s with him. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> good, yeah. He's, yeah. It, it, I think it's going to be a fun one. He did some really fun music, and I got a feeling it's going to be beginning to end. It's going to continue that way. Yeah. Just yeah. A, a complete meteoric rise, no fall, just completely yep. on the ascent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Have you seen Ted Lasso? It's, it's a very similar story. <laughs> mm-hmm. By the way, speaking of which, have you guys seen Ted Lasso? Uh, I, I saw the first two episodes, and then they I, w- I had to upgrade. I would have to upgrade, so I didn't watch it after that. It is it is really good. It is, is it as great as everybody says it is? It honestly is. It's um, it's it's ju- and like this sounds like a cop out because it's not like I mean it is funny, but it's like the most heartwarming show. But like in the best way, not like touched by an angel, heartwarming, not, like, not schmaltzy, really good. Like just makes you feel like a better person watching it. We're going through the second viewing. We watched it a couple months ago and then we decided just to rewatch it before we started watching the uh, new season. And I almost didn't want to. And then Kim really wanted it and we started and I was like, this it's the greatest show ever. It re- it's just, so, it's so well done. Chip, do you think yeah. we should, under- we should introduce our guest right now. Yeah, let's we're start talking. the podcast. I mean, he's, he's, he's not really, I feel like he's half, involved in the podcast right that's now. right he's got other things busy, right now dude a busy busy guy so yeah he can vamp for a while well ladies yeah. and gentlemen this is uh this is what we call junk miles podcast episode who cares who knows anymore we're not even putting numbers on episodes anymore chip nope. what we're doing is we're concentrating not on the number but on the guests we have a quality guest that's all that matters and this week chip we have one of the most quality of all quality guests let me give you a little background this is an award-winning podcaster of the Philly Blunt podcast, Philly's preeminent Quizzo host. He's part owner of Shive Sports, 13th and Walnut. He's also the fun czar for Philadelphia Phoenix Ultimate Team. Chip, I'm going horse trying to get all these, these titles out. Yeah. He's a one-time dolphin trainer, certified dolphin trainer in the state of Hawaii. And I think he's probably most proud of being one of the dearest friends of one chip chantry ladies and gentlemen johnny good times johnny thanks for being Thank here you. you jeff are hoarse from saying all that uh my Ooh. eyes are exhausted from rolling them so much during that <laughs> well it's certainly a pleasure to be here <laughs> Johnny, yeah, was- how, how are you this evening i'm doing uh, i'm doing great uh, i'm the only guy in america that apparently nobody's trying to hire <laughs> <laughs> It's so bizarre. Everybody, yeah. everybody I know is like, oh my God, we'll hire anybody. We will take anybody on our staff. And I have been reaching out to every bar in the city. Like, nah, no, nah, we don't. Not right now. Quizzo, We're not good. right now. We're nope, good. Can't do it. Nope. Sorry. I'm like, I am the only person being told no in the country. Well, if you want the real money, Johnny, podcasting, baby, that's where it is. That's where we're oh, making I'm, the big I'm bucks right aware. now. 
I'm well aware. That's what's yeah. that's what's keeping that's what's keeping these lights on. Yeah. yeah. Well, first of all, even though you are out of work and you're you will quiz for food, congratulations on winning uh, Philadelphia Magazine's best quizzo host in the city. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where it almost kind of was a joke that they. Uh, like Victor would always message me and mock me each year that I didn't win. <laughs> right. And uh, yeah. And so I, uh, I was, I was extremely pleased when this year uh, they were able to, to sneak it past Victor and uh, get me into the winner's circle. Yeah. So congratulations on that. I, 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 w- I would have read about it, but like most things you see an article like Johnny in Philadelphia uh, magazine, whatever, you know, it's all behind a paywall and I'm not paying for anything. So I'm just taking it on your word that you want. Johnny, you have a theory about that, don't you? About paywalls. Or, or, or just, uh, or just angry tweets about it. Yeah, no, no, it's more, yeah, more just, uh, more just angry. Uh, ang- well, I'm not angry about paywalls. I just think more people should have a podcast. No, like- but did you, wasn't it you that w- was on Twitter the other day saying that, instead of having a subscription to let's say the New York times, like just, Oh, Oh, right, right, right. No, no, I'm not against subscriptions, but what I'm against is like, like that, like if you want to read something, it should cost you a dollar to read. And if you want to read something in like the Cleveland Plains dealer, you're not going to pay $99 for the next year, but you would love to read that article about the uh, Monongahela river catching fire. Sure. So, you know, so it's, it's a thing where to me, it's almost like it's not a primary source of income for a newspaper, but it should be a secondary source of income because I, it happens all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm never going to subscribe to this thing. Yeah. Right, right. And, and, it, and it, it's just another revenue stream. It's not like you're, it's not like it's, you know, a dollar a month. It'd be like, you know, $10 a month or whatever, but throw a dollar. I, I, they, would, they would triple, I think, their online income if, if papers did that yeah yeah it's one of, yeah i mean i don't know i don't know how far we want to go down this wormhole i mean newspapers have never we're uh, going to talk it all never, night johnny okay yeah. good good this Let's is the only question we had this is the only I mean, question none of us have, have any experience so i think we're <laughs> right. probably the most qualified to speak on it uh my, uh my my nickname in high school was scoop uh <laughs> but that was just because i uh i was the janitor's assistant so mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> hmm. So, uh, yeah, so I mean, you know, I think that newspapers have, uh, you know, because like when, they, when there's those old like news stories, have you ever seen those old news stories from like the 90s about the future is the internet? Yes. And, they, the, and the internet, also known as an electronic newspaper, mm-hmm. is a computer that gives you the daily news. And like, it was like, this was it. Like, you guys had the greatest lead in to new technology ever. Yeah. Yeah. And they just completely dropped the ball, tanked on it. Technology podcast, Chip and Jeff, with our guest, uh, infotainment reporter, Johnny Goodtimes. Chip, what's the name of our technology podcast? Is it Computer Chip and what was it? Computer Chip uh, and- CPU Jeff. CPU Jeff. CPU Jeff. That's what it was, yeah. Computer Chip and CPU Sharky. Yeah. Johnny, everybody knows you in Philadelphia. He's up there with the Damaquaid, the DMAC level of Philly Institution- you need to know something about Philadelphia. You go to either one of these two guys, they're going to give you the straight answer, right? Where are you from and what brought you to Philly? Like, why are you a Philly guy? So I grew up on the Eastern shore of Virginia 
uh, which is uh, the peninsula that's actually attached to Maryland. I grew up in the uh, in the Queen C- the Queen City, as it's called, Nassawatics, Virginia. Uh, population uh, nice, firm six hundred. Johnny, and, wait, you said Johnny, you said Nassawatics. Yes, I think that's known as the Queen City. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Go ahead. And so I grew up in Nassawatics, the Queen City, and. Uh, and then how did I end up here? I, after college, went away to uh, live in Hawaii and train dolphins, uh, you know, as you do uh, after college. You right, know, typical, typical story. Right, right. Yeah, you know, the, the, the kind of uh, same old, same old sort, sort of thing. And uh, after three years out there, came back east. And then- hey, by the way, I, do, I hate to keep interrupting you. <laughs> Please. Yeah. You, I, I, this just can't be glossed over because people, A, either think that you have a degree in marine biology <laughs> or you're kidding. Right. Ne- neither yeah. of those things are true. No, no, neither. So is just true. very briefly, walk people through. How did you go from being growing up in a farming community in the eastern shore of Virginia to training dolphins in Hawaii? How's, how does that happen? Uh, I went out to Hawaii with a buddy of mine that I grew up with. And his grandmom had a place out there and she had a garage apartment. So she put us up for a few months while we searched for jobs. And again, another time in my life when nobody was hiring or at least not me. And it was one of those things where I was like, nobody was at all interested in having me on their staff, but I guess this dolphin facility uh, (laughs) needed a couple of uh, youngsters uh, young whippersnappers with, uh, you know, I think we both brought a little bit of moxie to the table and yeah. they said, you know what, we could, we could use a little bit of this and uh, we could use a couple of, um, you know, dopey Southerners. So why don't we, uh, you know, to kind of diversify the staff. Um, and so they brought us on board and I did video for like a year and video and pictures. Uh, I did the video of Al Gore and his family coming to the water with dolphins. Uh, so, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Thank you, Jeff. I mean, I think that's, probably the biggest thing anybody's ever done on your show um, mm-hmm. it <laughs> makes me the most important guest you've had so you know kudos to me for that um and uh yeah it was uh, after a while i was there for like a year and i was like hey i want to you know i want to start uh, bringing hanging out with the dolphins more and they said all right so they uh yeah they just uh put through me in there and and the 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 dolphins uh you know, they don't care. Uh, you know, you just give them fish and uh, you tell them to, you know, go do a jump and, and they do it uh, a lot do. of times. But if you're real bad, they don't. If you're a bad trainer. Yeah. Um, and I was a bad trainer. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. So there were, you know, so obviously there was some, uh, there was some issues with that, you know, that the company wasn't a fan of, but they kept me on. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I did that for about two more, two years and then uh, headed back East. See, I, I honestly thought, and maybe you might want to revise your story for other publications who might be interviewing you, a young Johnny in his bedroom in this farm, he's just looking out the window, sees nothing but just fields of, of wheat and sorghum, whatever, tobacco, whatever they're growing down lots in uh, lots in Oxawana County where you grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, and you the just sit in sorghum. Oxawada County known for its sorghum. Sorghum. And you just sitting there with a sketch pad sketching your favorite sea life dolphins orcas whatever sea life other uh, little little mermaids right and the only thing you wanted to do with your life 
is just swim with the dolphins and learn with the dolphins and be part of the dolphin family. And then you saved up all your money from waking up at four in the morning, feeding, I'm guessing chickens, horses, raccoons, and saving up all that. (laughs) And you save enough money to leave that town. And right before you leave all the town spoke in center, Mm, center of town are just like, Johnny, I don't think you should do it. You got a life here, boy. You got a life here. But there was one old guy going, Johnny, come here. You got to get out now or you're never going to get out. And then it's you in the back of a pickup truck and you have a bindle stick with your clothes tied in like a handkerchief. And mm-hmm. one, of your, one of your 12 cousins who also lives in the town is driving, driving you to the airport. Mm-hmm. Hawaii, Hawaii, one-way ticket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think, uh, Chip? Yeah, it was well. I think it, it was the one-way ticket was right. Uh, the rest <laughs> of the story, I think, uh, there's some embellishment um, and some flat-out untruths. But I think, in terms of you know building the legend, I don't really have a problem with any of it. I like. I'd like to think that the old man had a shot to be a dolphin trainer back in the '30s. <laughs> but you know, he had decided to stick around the sorghum farm and never, never followed that dream. He had a dolphin dolphin training scholarship. University of Hawaii, your old man. But then, you know, life got in the way. Mm-hmm. It's it's like free willy meets Hoosiers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think. Uh, that's speaking of which, you guys know there used to be a dolphin like tank in South Philly, right? No, there didn't. No, yes, there did. <laughs> oh, no, no. Yes, there did. Where, where what? The Aquarama was down where the stadiums are now. Oh no! Really? Yeah. And uh, they used to do regular dolphin shows. You know how that ended, right? It just all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. it went bankrupt. They just left the dolphins there. Like right. two months later, they're like, hey, uh, we better rehab that place if we're going to sell it. They open up and there's just two dolphins swimming around trying to eat each other. You want to, yeah, you want to know what's crazy? One of those dolphins ended up uh, living in an apartment in the vet. Strange <laughs> <laughs> but true. Strange but true. He uh, he he actually opened for the Hooters at Live Aid, I believe. Mm -hmm. So you come back, you come back after your dolphin training. You're like, I'm coming back to the East Coast, but why Philly? Why would you go there? Uh, I thought I was going to go to New York, and I went up there, and uh, they were asking for more money for a like, like it was it was really weird. It was like two hallways. Right. And like the one guy lived in the left hallway and me, who would be his random roommate, would have lived in the right hallway. And the year is 2001. And had I taken that apartment, it would have cost more than my mortgage does now. Oh, my God. <laughs> and we're and Holy crap. to live in a hall like it was like divergent <laughs> halls with a wall down the middle, and like a little kitchenette set in the front. And like a bathroom off to the side. And then we each had our own like hallway that you could like just big enough to throw like a twin mattress into. Sure. Wow. Yeah. And, and so it was like, you know what? I don't think this is the, the place for me. Uh, because at that point, that was like, at that point, that was the kind of thing that I couldn't dream of affording. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you see a hallway and they're like, here's a hallway with a hot plate. And then how much is it? And they're like, you know, it's like whatever, 1700 bucks. And it was like, what? <laughs> and they're like, yeah. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, this is, uh, I, you know, I couldn't even dream of 1700 bucks a month. So, yeah. So I knew New York wasn't going to be the thing. And I was, it was random enough. So my girlfriend that I met in Hawaii, we were coming down the, uh, we were coming down the interstate. I was really bummed because, like, I was, 
I'd come back. I was living in Virginia for like nine months and I was really bummed out because I was, you know, living with my dad and like, I'm 26 at this point. And I'm like, you know, I'm really trying to get back out of town. Uh, you know, there's not a whole lot in the Nassawatics economy uh, that it's happening these days. And, uh, and yeah, so I, so I, we stopped off here for a cheesesteak. Um, and this is like totally random. Like we just- Had you ever been to Philly before? Not, well, when I was like six, yeah. When I was, I was here once when I was like six and once I went to an Eagles game when I was like nine. Um, but yeah, so I, we came in and we just drove around and we happened, wherever the exit was, happened to take us to center city. I mean, the story could be very different, I guess, if we had gotten right. a different exit, but, um, uh, you know, but we drove around and, and got a cheesesteak and then went back to Virginia. And then I had a buddy from Hawaii that was moving. He was from Philly. He was moving back here and he's like, Hey, I need a roommate. So uh yeah so i was like all right well i think this is the this is the call I, i'm either going to do this or um you know i'm not gonna i'm just gonna sit here and do nothing so i, I went ahead and did it so came up here a month later uh purchased two cats and uh the second of those two cats passed away last week oh my god yeah 19 year old cat jeff yeah 19, 19 would have almost turned 20 20 would have turned 20 this october yeah that's a beautiful story. Yeah. Raise one up for Malia. Oh my God. That's awesome. So Malia, um, who was named, who was named after one of the dolphins. Wow. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Now, now. Okay. So you're training dolphins. You're going to New York, training more dolphins. You go back to your dad's house. You bring one of the dolphins back. Now you're mm-hmm. in Philly. You landed Philly. You're living with an old roommate of yours and another dolphin. Uh, how does Quizzo become a part of your life then? So I go down to the Aquarama and I cut, right. get there and it turns down, turns out they've torn it down and replaced it with sports stadiums. Okay. And I say, my God, how did I not research this before I signed the lease? So I'm stuck. Uh, I'm stuck in, in the city with no prospects. Uh, again, uh, you know, it's, the more I'm thinking back on it, uh, the more it's a recurring theme. Nobody's hiring. Right. And uh, it seems to be I, a theme I, with you and not the times. Yes, Have you noticed right. that? No, it was right. boom times here. We're, in the early we're seeing a pattern. Yeah. Yeah. No, you would think that it would have they would have just scooped me right up. But uh, it seems like uh, nobody's 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 hiring this guy. And I finally end up at this uh, bar, or this restaurant called Svizio, which is where Zahav is now. And uh, yeah, and that was um, that was something else. That was the kind of, that was the kind of place that nobody ever went to, but it was it was really good, but nobody ever went there. Mm-hmm. And so you'd go in for lunch, and you'd work your lunch shift, and you'd have eight dollars. Right. And it was just really brutal. So then, in a in a twist to make things even worse, I went to the city tavern, which just uh, closed down last year. Pour one out. Pour, pour one, one out for, for the them. City tavern folks. Yeah. Went there, got a job there, went from making uh, $200 a week to $300 a week. Yeah. And, um, and that was when I met you and you were dressing like a Minuteman at the time. Thank you, Chip. Thank you for bringing that up. And uh, yes, that extra $100 uh, was at the cost of my dignity. Sure. So, <laughs> so that was, that's, what, that's what I paid for with the extra $100 uh, was I had to dress up uh, like a revolutionary uh, era figure. 
uh, not even a soldier, like at least a soldier. Like if I had walked around with a musket, you know, it could have kind of had a tough thing with it, but it you really were, a, was. I believe a milk wench most of the time. Is that right? <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kind of a, yeah. It was the kind of thing where it was like, it was, uh, it was like staffed by all the guys that hadn't gone to Valley Forge. Right. <laughs> right. You know, like I'm, it's just too, it's too cold out there. I'm, I'm just going to, I'm just going to wait these tables. I'd know? love like, to, but my knee. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. 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 So it was, uh, so I was there and I was not really enjoying that. And, and, and the, the thing is I went to a, a quizzo randomly at uh, Dickens Inn, which is now I think a Kavanaugh's it's on Headhouse square. Mm-hmm. And Iris John was hosting it. And we're sitting there. And he's like, ah, oh, you want to fucking play fuck Quizzo? And we're like, what? Like, <laughs> I have no idea what the words are, except that you're cussing us out and I don't know you. Right. And uh, and like, yeah, sure. So uh, we, me and a couple guys from, uh, from the restaurant were like, yeah, sure, we'll play. So we started playing. And I'm like, oh, man, this is really fun. Also, oh, my God, this guy is such an asshole. Yeah. And then after a while, it's like, oh, I get it. That's his persona. That's but it was shit. like, wow, what if somebody did this, but like, wasn't an asshole? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was really like, that was the, that was the light bulb moment. It was like, what if I came over to your table and gave you the paper, gave you the pen and didn't tell you to go fuck yourself? Right. And, and that's just, you know, and that's my moment of genius was that's more, yeah. not telling the customer to get fucked was absolutely, that's where I revolutionized the game. Your business models that you were slightly less of an asshole than Irish John. Slightly, right? That's, I think, well stated. In fact, that might go on my business card. I, I think that's, I think that's the way to go. So mm-hmm. you've been, so you, Quizzo, you were a Quizzo host. So we met, you and I met, I should say, probably 2003-ish. We took a stand-up comedy class together. You and I did some comedy together, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But then you basically were doing Quizzo full-time. I mean, just bar trivia at night. And that that was your main income. That was your, for, for the, the most of your last 20 years, right? Yeah. So the weird thing is, when I started doing it, I, I was on a radio show for no reason. I, I was... It was, I mean, it's so, it's so bizarre. It was me and a couple of the guys were on a radio show on WURD, which is a predominantly African-American radio station. We were doing a sports show and it was because the one guy on the show, Duff, knew the, went to school with the guy that ran the station, went to school with his son. So they were like, yeah, okay, you know, you can pay us to have a show. Right. And we're like, okay, great. You know, this is how I'm going to go get them and get it. I thought I was going to go into sports radio. Absolutely. I was like, oh, I'm going to go. So I'm working all these quizzes and then I'm handing all the money to the radio station so that I can appear on a radio show that absolutely nobody listens to. <laughs> nobody listening to a bunch of freaking white guys on an African-American radio station talk about sports. Sure. Like it was just, you know, it, it, not, nothing about it made a whole lot of sense. And, uh, you know, so finally after a while, I was like, wait, why am I doing the radio show? Why am I not just making money? <laughs> and you'd be amazed at how long it took me to get to that point. You really, you'd, in fact, you'd be a bit concerned right, <laughs> how long it took me to get to the point of, wait a second, there's, there's, this is actual money. Why not? So, yeah, so I, I started doing uh, Nick's Roast Beef. And then I made a lot of, uh, you know, strange, uh, you know, I, it's one of those things where you, you don't know until you try it. So one night I did it at like a dance club mm-hmm. uh, and, and uh, that I asked the 
bartender, hey, could you turn the house music down a bit? Nobody can hear me. And she uh, said, uh, no, this is a club. Yeah, but I have a question about Mork and Mindy <laughs> <laughs> that people might be interested in. Johnny, were yeah. people back then, were the bar owners, were the club owners, were they familiar with like the British Irish pub quiz at the time? Did they have any idea what you were doing? No. No, it doesn't um, seem like they would be. No. So it was definitely very niche. I mean, it was Pat Hines had been doing it for a while at New Wave. He'd been doing it for a while uh, at uh, Fergie's. At Fergie's and at what's the Irish place on 34th and Sansom? Oh, um, New Deck? Yeah, New Deck. New Deck, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so he had been, so Pat had started the whole thing in the 90s and he had those three. Irish John had two or three, but it had not really gone at all beyond any of that. Right. So it was really sort of hyper-focused and the people that were playing were really regulars of those six bars. Right. So it's like, how do you get the rest of the city aware of this? Right. So so then I started doing it at Nick's Roast Beef. And uh, again, I started doing it as a sports quiz though. And then nobody would ever come. And then one time I was like, oh, let me try a regular quiz. And then people came and I was, and then I was like, oh, wait a second. I think I'm onto something. Yeah. Uh, and so then like, I, cause I thought the sports thing was going to be my twist, but it was a dumb twist because nobody did it. Right. So, limited. Right. So then people started coming and then I started pounding the pavement, but yeah, it was definitely a thing where I'd go in places and they'd be like, yeah, we don't have any idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, what, what do you do? What was the first bar that it hit for you? Like, was it, I know Bards was your, your, one of your best places back in the day. Like, when was it that like one night you're like, wow, there's a crowd. Everybody gets it. The owner's like, can't wait to have you back. Like, what was the first time? Uh, Well, there was a place called Frank Clement's Tavern, which is where the good dog is now. Okay. And, uh, and that was really, that's where I kind of earned my stripes because that's all, that was a lawyer bar. Oh, wow. And yeah. And it was like smoky old lawyers that would just constantly tell me, you know, that I was wrong, <laughs> that it was a stupid question, that I had worded it wrong. It was just the whole thing was just two hours of lawyers screaming at me. Oh, yeah. and oh, and you know, it was one of those again, it was like at the time it was just so brutal but it definitely made me much better at writing questions. Cause it was like, I yeah. have to write these questions so that these salty old lawyers don't get in my face, you know, like reeking of like cigarettes in Manhattans and screaming at me about the way that question was phrased. Yeah. Yeah. Just to give people, if, if you're listening and you don't know what Quizzo is, Quizzo basically is, it's a pub game. It's a bar game that they do in England, Ireland, but there it's really serious business. Like there's no joking around like your quiz master basically is like he could do like between five and 10 rounds a night of 10 questions and people are wrapped. They're into it. They're not talking while the guys, you know, trying to do it. It's pretty serious business. Um, Johnny, I know when you, what you did yours, you kind of added in some of your humor. You made it a little more relaxed, a little more fun, my experience in the nineties was I was, uh, I went to Quizzo with, uh, at Fergie's a lot and Pat Hines 
was the quiz master. And I talked to him and he would have a great night, but there were so many fucking Penn students there. And Penn students are the worst. I work at Penn. Um, They are just so type A, nothing, everything has to like, you know, they, they argued everything. And I would see Pat just like losing his frigging mind some nights, like guys, relax. All right. It's not the end of the world, but you took it more Johnny as like entertainment. You were like, like a seasoned MC of a game show, making it fun. Cause you had to bring people in, right? Like you had to get them involved and sell it. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think that, uh, I think that, you know, that was definitely part of it because like you said, I've, I feel like the ones that were there, there was a, like a decent, you know, there was a decent expat crowd. Uh, and, you know, with Pat Hines, it, it, you know, and he, again, he's the godfather of the whole thing, but I think it was a lot of, like you said, it was a lot of Penn students and that still, it stayed almost as a Penn thing. It stayed yeah. as like a thing for Penn kids and like people from Ireland that now lived in Philadelphia. <laughs> yep. And I think that, you know, it was definitely, my thing was bringing a little bit of jeopardy to it. Yes. And, you know, kind of making it a little bit, a little bit goofier, a little yep. bit more relaxed and a little bit, um, you know, a little bit less of an edge, but then it was like realizing that that, thing was there in people that competitive edge doesn't go away when people go to the bar yeah right i mean which is in some ways you know going to the bars that is where you go to stop having that edge but you know quizzo is you know quizzo that that edge doesn't seem to leave it's for people who don't want to lose the edge at the bar they want to still be you know and so it's you know it, it just plays into i think some very basic uh things that you know, humans are naturally competitive and they like to see where they rank against other people. Now, speaking of being competitive, when was that moment where you thought you were just another guy asking questions at bar to becoming the Quizzo guy in Philly? Like when was that moment that sort of culminated? Was it the first Quizzo Bowl? Was it just a moment where you became sort of synonymous with Quizzo in, in Philly? Uh, I mean, it was, it was the first time I knew that I, that I had kind of helped take it somewhere else beyond where it had been was definitely quizzable. Mm. Uh, you know, the, the idea of, of wanting to do it as an event and, you know, world cafe live giving me like, you know, the crappiest Sunday in February, (laughs) um, you know, and just saying, sure, do whatever you want. And 300 people showed up. Yeah. It was like, oh, holy shit, like this is bigger than I realized that it was. And so I think that was, you know, that was definitely, you know, that was definitely it. There's another one that's kind of funny that uh, this was probably 10, 12 years ago. And it was a weekend. It was like a spring weekend. And on Saturday, I was trying to do like some different stuff, right? Like I've always been wanting to do different stuff because I don't, I, you know, I don't want to get too pigeonholed in that. Because like but everybody, like- everybody you know, grows up on a farm and then trains dolphins. I mean, mm-hmm. right. you want right. to do something different. Right, mm-hmm. right. right. You want to mix it up a little bit. And so uh, I, I started doing these things at City Tap House and they were so much fun. It was called Day of Games and we had like water balloon tosses and there was like people riding around on scooters on obstacle courses while people were throwing water balloons at them. <laughs> it was like 
beer drinking competitions. It was just the most fun event on planet earth. And I have, I have this event and it's Saturday and it's like 72. And there's like a couple of teams of just drop dead gorgeous women and it's water balloons. So they're like wearing bikinis. And it's just like, finally, you know, like I've gotten this, you know, I've gotten past the quizzo thing and like two, two other teams show up. Yeah, it's like, that's it. Everything was so perfect. <laughs> I, I made everything so perfect for you people. Yeah. And so the next night, I'm hosting a Harry Potter quizzo at uh, Trestle Inn. Yeah. And because when we, I think of the Trestle Inn, I think Harry Potter. <laughs> sure. Right. Of course. Right. So, so, so that night, that night, we get hit with, I'm going to honestly say, top five biggest storms I've ever s- seen in Philadelphia. Like that one we had what, like a week or two ago where it got crazy. Like that wasn't, that was not even in this storm's conversation. Mm-hmm. Like this conversation, that, that storm, this storm laughed at that one. Like it was just an absolute monsoon. And it was one of those ones for like the whole road. Like it wasn't just the, the gutters that were rolling. The whole road, the water, it's like a river. And I'm like, holy cow, man, they're going to cancel this. They got to cancel it. And I'm like, well, I call, nobody answers. I'm like, all right, I guess I better just go. Like, I don't, you know, why, I don't know, because nobody's going to be there. It's a, you know, it's like a flood warning. Sure. I show up at that thing. There are, and I kid you not, over a hundred people <laughs> at the Trestle Inn in the midst of one of the five greatest storms ever for Harry Potter Quizzo. The, the day after I couldn't get more than two teams to hang out with girls in bikinis throwing water <laughs> And I said, you know what? I, <laughs> I just gotta, I just gotta, you know, this is, this is what it is. Yeah. This is what it is. Yeah. You learned, you made that one mistake of trying to have fun. And then life, that's what it's about. If you make the mistake of diverging from your path and you find a modicum of fun, that's where your mistake is. Get back to the grind, get back to what works, whether you enjoy it or not. Johnny, were growing up, were you a guy who loved trivia? Were you a guy who like watched game shows and said, I want to be a Burt Convy. I want to be an Alan Ludden. I want to be a Pat Sajak. Like, was it something that, you know, that came natural to you? I loved games. Okay. So I wouldn't say it was necessarily trivia, but I loved card sharks. Yes. I loved, you know, I loved uh, tic-tac-toe. The, the highbrow, the highbrow, the Jeopardy yeah, level. Yeah. Right. Yes. Well, that, well I, that's the thing. Like, I think that you're getting kind of what I picked up yep. that yep. smarter guys did it, <laughs> which is I know how to hang out with the, with the lowbrow crowd. Yes. Sure. Uh, you, you know, I mean, you watch enough Wink Martindale and like, you know, he's talking to all sorts of, of people across, across this great nation of ours. And you say, how can I do that? do that here so it was more about like in um math i ran a paper football league we we had like hour and a half uh math class and our teacher was like tell you what if you guys work hard for an hour the last half hour is yours and that was Mm -hmm. kind of his deal with us and so i didn't want to just sit around for a half an hour so i created like a paper football league and then i came up with like rankings i came up with standings i was the referee for all the games so you were really popular in high school is what you're saying (laughs) oh yes right 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 so yeah so anyway so at the end yeah uh so i spent a lot of time a lot of free time uh hanging in lockers by my underwear sure but um (laughs) 
but yes, that's, that's what loving games at that age uh, got me. That's great. I remember years ago, I watched a documentary on you, the, the legend of sofa kingdom. Basically it's about your team from who played many of your quizzo nights. I believe the bards was probably one of the, their, their favorite haunts. And it is, I was telling Chip, it is a real, and I watched Johnny, I watch a lot of documentaries and I am really good at pinpointing what makes a good documentary, whether it's the most expensive, you know, funded by IFC or just two guys with, you know, a little camera. This is a really good documentary. You're great in it. The team that they highlight, Sofa Kingdom's great in it. And it gives, like Chip and I were saying, the best documentaries are when you find a niche culture mm-hmm. that that if you could, if, let's say you had no idea what Quizzo was, in five minutes, if you're like, oh, I get this. I think I get why these kids are doing it. I think I get why Johnny's doing it. So I want to recommend to people out there, just go to YouTube, type in The yep. Legend of Sofa Kingdom. The full movie's there. It is an hour and a half, well worth your time. I think it's great. Yeah, that's yeah. That was that was that was fun, and that was a very memorable. Uh, that was a very memorable year because uh, that's the one we did at Blue Horizon, which uh, the Quizzo Bowl, and that's what the lead up was. So it's kind of cool too because it's, you know, it's uh, speaking of kind of lost Philadelphia. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, you know, Blue Horizon's just such an institution here, and it's one of those things that it didn't make any sense, and I wasn't nobody was had signed up for tickets. I mean, I was in meltdown mode, like on Thursday, <laughs> like, World Cafe Live, it would always just sell out because it's like, everybody's like, yeah, sure, World Cafe Live, whatever. But this was like, okay, this is on North Broad. Yep. You know, the Quizzo crowd's like, ah, I don't know, like, you know, what's up with, you know, because this is like now North Broad's hopping, but back then it was still a little rough and tumble. And I think people were like, ah, I don't know. But, you know, it was one of those things where it was just like the day of, everybody just walked up and we ended up having a great crowd and the wid performed. I was there too. Uh, I performed. I opened for the wid there. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Chip was the opener and uh, black Elvis was the entertainment from Um, also from Nassauatics, Virginia. So in case for those of you keeping track, uh, keeping score at home, Jeff, uh, I am the third most famous person from Nassauatics. Black Elvis is the second most famous and Arthur big boy Crudup, uh, the man that wrote, uh, that's all right, Mama. Elvis Presley's first hit is wow. Yeah. Hey, Chip, it, uh, good to get the bronze at least. They, they call us. They call us the, the three of us. They call us the Holy Trinity. Of okay. You know, as always, when I do podcasts, I do shows. I do a lot of research. Chip does a lot of research too. I think that's why we always win best research podcast in we, the yeah, Phil- we do. Philadelphia area. Um, I've watched a couple of uh, videos of your your performances, Johnny. You and Chip doing many different performances together to lead off the Quizzo Bowls, I believe sometimes during the Quizzo Bowls, everything from LL Cool J to uh, unknown comic routines to um, some, some sort of uh, fitness dancing routines. Mm-hmm. Someone should compile them all. We can just put them in one place. Maybe we can all watch them, just send people right there. But uh, I mean, they were so popular live. I don't know if the internet would even capture the electricity, electricity. In, in the room that we that we ignited yeah. yeah you know i think i think chip and i have different views of this like to me it's almost like this seems to be like that part of behind the music where things start to turn dark 
you know, and it was like, you know, it was like I couldn't, you know, I, I, it was one of those things where you're up against it. The, the time is of the essence. You're out of money and you say, what can we do? We're out, we're, we're out of everything. And then Chip goes, I got an idea. I know an old dance routine. Yeah. Yeah. And if we learn it right now, we'll have it ready in time for Quizzo Bowl. Or I have a paper bag that I could probably cut eye holes out of. <laughs> Speaking of which, I do want to get to something. Uh, Johnny and I have a long list, not just of Quizzo Bowls, of triumphs and mostly failures that we have we have put up on the board. Could we concentrate here. more on the failures? I think Absolutely. that would, I would that would interest our our viewers more, listeners. Well, just to take us through a, a very brief history, Johnny and I took that stand-up comedy class back in 2003 in Northeast Philly, and we were going to become the biggest stars in the world. We mm-hmm. ended up get it. Johnny ended up booking us a Monday night show at Finn McCool's on 12th and Sansom across the street from Fergie's. And we, we actually booked shows. We brought other comedians in. There is almost no comedy in <laughs> the city of Philadelphia, the laugh house on South street in the actual center city. There was nothing. It was just that and us. And we would book these comedians that we would meet at open mics and it would be on Monday nights. And Fimical's is a great bar. It's when it was the dank, old, just one-story, rundown sports bar with just – it was just the drunks at the bar who wanted to watch the football game and then drunk people from the convention center who were in town from the Midwest, and that was pretty much it. And then they would just throw us up. Like, whether, whether or not there was a game on, they would just put us in the corner of the room and we would try to do these shows. They were very unsuccessful, so we turned it into an open mic then because that's what that's the next round of – so at least you would get 10 to 12 to 15 comics showing up each Monday. Right, so it's going to be unsuccessful but even less funny. Yes, <laughs> to really lower the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the first show we did, the first night, we, we needed a stage. <laughs> so Johnny had a light, which was literally a painter's light, which was one of those metal yep. half dome lights with a clamp on it. And we had his little qu- quizzo uh, microphone and amplifier. M- mini amp. Yep. Mini amp. And then we needed a stage. So somehow we found a pallet. Do you remember the mm-hmm. pallet, Johnny? Yeah. And then we went to the to Fabric Row and got some black fabric and stapled some black fabric onto this pallet. And Johnny, I'm not going to blow up your spot. It's 20 years ago. Uh, the the uh, the statute of limitations is gone. We borrowed your friend Susie's U-Haul because she was moving that day. Mm-hmm. And we drove this pallet through Center City in the U-Haul. Johnny ended up taking out the side of a van mm-hmm. and like took its mirror off in this back alley. So then I said, we're going to be known as Hit and Run Productions from now on. And that's what we called ourselves for a while. So our stage for a year was a pallet with a black piece of cloth stapled onto it. And I say it was a year. We did the show for about three years. After the first year, we just showed up one Monday and the owner's son decided that the pallet was taking up too much room in the <laughs> basement. So he cut it in half. He took tools and cut the pallet in half. So for the last two years, our stage was half a pallet (laughs) (laughs) but covered with just the nicest black cloth really really good just it was elegant so it was was to give people an an idea and i i've worked with pallets i delivered beer a pallet maybe 
10, 12 inches off the ground max. Not even, so when you, not, even, like not even five, five. Okay. If you're so, lucky. so this idea of a, of a stage was, was an extra six inches off the ground. Yeah. I love yeah. it. And it, and, and it was, and it, and, and it, we came in one week and it was cut right in half because apparently <laughs> that palette had gotten yeah. a bit too grandiose. We, we had gotten yeah. a bit full of ourselves with that painter's Ooh. light and that palette and they needed to kind Big of cut us down. Our bridges. Yep. Yeah. Well, so, uh, so, so we did that for a while and then we ended up John and I think Johnny, he was our center city connection. He got us hooked up with the Trocadero and one Monday a month, it wasn't every Monday, right? I think it was one Monday a month. Is that true? Or was it every Monday? No, it was every Monday. Was it every Monday? Okay. Was this was this when you watched movies? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Movie, movie Monday at the truck, where a great tradition they did for years, where they would show an old movie at the truck. And generally, it would just be people sitting up in the balcony and watching Pee-wee's Big Adventure, watching yeah. Jaws, watching it, Snakes on a Plane. Like, it would be a goofy one. And But before the show, they wanted entertainment. So they booked the show at eight o'clock, but really they wouldn't start the movie until eight thirty. So in the balcony bar, the small stage back behind there, they would be serving drinks and they wanted entertainment. So they brought us in and we decided to do something called Johnny. You want to take it away? The wheel of terrific. And, and did, we- did you see the enthusiasm that Johnny <laughs> just, just had? Yeah. With those- uh, yeah. It the was, wheel uh, of terrific. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a weekly opportunity for Chip and I to hone the craft, as they say, and it, the crowd was—the crowd was not the crowd that the Wheel of Terrific was going to work particularly well on. Because no. the thing is, and I will say this in our defense, we have since taken it to other venues, and it has gone over great. We've done it at Quizzo Bowl, Gangbusters. We've done like some—we've uh, done some events where the crowd is really, in, really enjoys the nonsensical element of you know, name that milk which is one of the games, you know, one of the games on the wheel of terrific. But this was a, you know, when hipster used to mean something. Yeah. I was just going to say that it's, it was, I feel like hipsters aren't hipsters anymore. Not a thing no. anymore. No, it's not yeah, a thing we anymore. All, we all eventually, we all got, we all became them. Yes. And then it no longer became a thing to point fun at because then everybody was one. But, but back the- then the, the term hipster literally meant, they could not enjoy anything the least bit goofy. No. And this was right, like, right. this was the height of that. This was like right. 2006, seven, mm-hmm. 2008 ish, when they were just so anti everything. Yep. So if you put an ounce of effort into anything, <laughs> which we did, and joy, in, in effort efforts, and joy, they it just, was all, it was always uh, last minute effort. Two things, and joy. not, a, yeah. But, but every once in a while, there was lightning in a bottle, and we would get something, and we would hit a home run. But most of the time, they just hated us and spited us, and we just threw it just right back kept, at them. Just kept, just kept yeah, going. Yeah, Didn't just stop. Kept they just, yeah, they just kept uh, – The amount just, of games, you know. though, that we did, because we basically did nine games a week. Every week, there was like not – it was at least six. At least oh, six, six different six. games. That we would have like categories where they would do some sort of physical game or some sort of ridiculousness. Johnny, we could have had our own TV show. I mean, it was it was a great concept for for a game show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, let's do it now. Uh, I don't have anything else going on. Yeah. Bars, uh, bars are I'm not ready. hiring Johnny Nobody right wants now. So. To hire me. I don't know if you caught that earlier, but I have a lot of time and I have some cardboard and we could we could get a wheel together in no time. 
<laughs> so what we're saying, if if you're out there listening right now, if you are a good-natured ne'er-do-well whose uncle just won a TV station in a poker game mm-hmm. and has made you the manager of this station and you are just throwing anything against the wall. Yeah, like a UHF station. UHF, let's just yes. say. Like, yeah, let's just right. say. Let's just say you are a curly-haired, bespectacled, <laughs> fun guy whose whose uncle just won a UHF TV station in in a poker gaming and makes you the station manager, and you're looking for a 30-minute block to fill. Johnny and I have that block. Yeah, and I want to be very clear. Like, I only want to go out over like antennas. Like, we yeah, don't yeah. want any sort of digital. No, we don't want a digital presence. Uh, we don't want to be on the YouTube. We just. Uh, we will only do this if we do it as old school as you can get it. And only if Michael Richards is on your station. Right. Right. Yeah. I love That's, it. Yeah. There we go. Hey, Chip, you always have something uh, for our show. You always do a little bit of research. Something brewing. Something brewing. And I know this is probably a good good time to take a little like chip break. Chip, what have sure. you researched for the show? What have you brought to the table that most people wouldn't be expecting right now? Well, one of the things that I that I brought, I saw I was driving the other day in my car. I don't want to brag, but I saw one of these. I was in the suburbs and I saw one of these lawn displays that where it's like there's a bunch of cows, like wooden cows that somebody sets up. And it's like, holy cow, Jonathan is 40. Right. You know, it's like a celebrate. Johnny, have you seen these things before where it's like, oh, yeah, I love them. I love them. Sure. And. <laughs> It's somebody's birthday. It's somebody's anniversary. So somebody hires this business who obviously has these wooden items with it that's thematic, and they put a bunch of them on the front lawn that just lets everybody know it's a big celebration that somebody just turned a big birthday. Somebody just had an anniversary. There was a graduation, and there's always a pun involved, you know, where it's, it. it's, it's like, you know, it's like angels, and they're like, holy moly. It's, you know, good Lordy, good Lordy, look who's 40. Yeah, Lordy, Lordy, look who's 40. Right. It's if anybody, just not to interrupt you, but if anybody out there that runs one of these businesses, one of these holy cow businesses, uh, wooden <laughs> cow, uh, if you're hiring, uh, <laughs> just I have right now, I've got some time. I normally don't have it, but right now I do. And yeah. if you want some help, whether it's coming up with these jokes or whether it's painting the cows, whether it's delivering the cows and inserting them on the front lawns, just yeah. toss it out there just let you know that um I, we might be able to make something work and you do have two pal well one pallet two yes. halves of a pallet in two, case yes. they need that as well right right well right. johnny yeah. it's, I mean, it's funny you should say that because i know you're an entrepreneur i have actually done this i've come up with some ideas i think these companies who are doing this are too short-sighted you know it's like it's sports trivia it's sports quizzo it's too niche you know they're only doing birthdays and anniversaries basically mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. it should be a celebration or just an announcement of other life events so i've come up with a few john if you want to do some woodworking maybe we could get a few people to hire these i think other things that happen in life you could hire somebody to put this and it would be the announcement out on your lawn for example would you like to hear some of my examples john? I'd, I'd love to Okay. Yeah, I would. All right. So like, you know, it's just, you know, it's, it's instead of like, holy cow, look who's 50. It's something like, um, like there's a pizza guy, you know, it's kind of like a Mario Luigi, but he, you know, the pizza guy from the pizza box, you know, Hey, it's a pizza guy. And, and he just says, and so it's a bunch of pizzas and pizza guys. And then there's a big sign up front that says, mama Mia looks like Kevin's got gonorrhea. <laughs> so that people would know 
that he contracted <laughs> gonorrhea. Okay. Uh, nobody's, the, gonna, no, nobody's gonna do that. Okay, you don't seem convinced. What about this? What about this event? Uh, it's a bunch of pandas. You like pandas, Johnny, right? Pandas are cute. Bunch of pandas eating bamboo. And then there's a sign that says, "Panda, panda, you owe the IRS twenty granda." <laughs> and like, they, maybe they don't know. And like, that would be a nice way for the IRS to like let you know, rather than getting a, a registered letter in the mail. It's it's so it's it, it's just, right. that's too just, formal. Too it's formal. too formal. Like Chip. do it that way. Yeah. I'm thinking I love both these ideas, but not maybe these are things like a revenge thing that people right. could do, right? So it's not like, let me celebrate Chip, I'm his wife. It's I'm Chip's ex-girlfriend. I hate that son of a bitch. Yes. Here's the gonorrhea one. Right, right, right. right. Like, like, for, like, for example, like, yeah. Put this wooden, put this, you know, get these photos of people with gonorrhea, put them on wood, and yeah. then place them in his front yard. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, and then really, you know, people drive by, they go, oh my God, that guy, uh, that guy's got a terrible, terrible uh, disease. Yep. And, you know, I think, I, I think, I see where you're going with that, Jeff. I think people would pay good money for that. Yeah. Like, what about a bunch of like cut out cartoon characters who are like very surprised? Like, picture a bunch of like surprised people, like, ah, ah, right. And, you know, you see them all. And then the sign would say, my oh my, Barb's got her third DUI. <laughs> right like i think that would be it would let people know to stay out of her way right maybe tell her that she's got a problem but it mm -hmm. just i think it announces to the neighborhood it's 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 just getting it out there or maybe how about like a horse theme like a western theme there's like horses and cowboys and somebody's left like and it says saddle up that horse because the murphys are getting a divorce <laughs> like i think yeah. that would be a, like a fun one maybe like Okay, maybe a bunch of wells, like wishing wells, like put a bunch of wishing wells mm -hmm. on the front lawn. And then it just says, well, 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 our son mm -hmm. got expelled. <laughs> you know, so they know that he got expelled for, you know, dealing drugs or whatever it was fighting in school. The reason I think this is going to work is, you know, like sometimes your kid will leave his bike in the lawn and you don't notice for like three or four days. Yes. Right, Johnny? You have a son. He leaves his wiffle ball and wiffle ball bat on the lawn. You don't notice sometimes for like five days. Same thing here. You mm -hmm. you put that on your ex's lawn. Good yeah. chance it'll be a week or two before they even notice this thing on their lawn. Yeah. Well, I think I think, and you know, I hate to be a sexist, but I think that's the kind of thing where if we put that on like an ex girlfriend's lawn, they would know immediately, and we would be arrested and served <laughs> almost instantaneously. Whereas if they did it to our lawn, we probably would never notice until our wife said, "Why is you know why is this um, <laughs> why are these why are these, why are these pictures of uh, syphilitic yeah. penises on our front lawn?" Right. And yeah. you know, you'd be like, "What?" And she'd be like, "Yeah, they've been there for a week. I thought you were gonna. I thought you were just gonna." throw them away at some point yeah um, and you're like yeah, honey I'll, I'll get to it. uh yeah. just a couple more here i'd love um, to hear more like oh boy, like a super a superman theme so it's like a oh. superman symbol plus people looking and pointing up to the sky like something really high up right and they're and it just says look up there it's a bird it's a plane it's your adult son brian's gambling debt <laughs> you know I, I think that would be a good one to let them know or what about mm -hmm. like a baseball player bunch of baseball players right and it's a guy rounding third and he's he's heading home he's rounding third and it's a baseball player and it just says like on a bat and a ball sign it just says bob's heading for home because he got me too at the office <laughs> so it lets people know you know what 
what's happening behind the scenes. Why is he working mm-hmm. from home all of a sudden? Why, maybe why he's not working anymore. And I think it's, it's a public service announcement. And finally, I think, you know, just to let people know what's going on, I think it's a cute way to let people, I think this is the cutest mm-hmm. one. Right, right. Because I think a lot of this, you know, a lot of this stuff that happens, it's a lot of people just really getting nasty with each other. And right. That's not a nasty way to do it. That's a respectful way to do you, it. You want to lighten the load you want to you want to soften the blow if you will of letting people know rather than the rumor mill starting like mm-hmm. get ahead of it but in a nice way what about your uh, little ducklings How <laughs> you, is there anything cuter than ducklings just a bunch of ducklings on the lawn little well, wooden pandas, ducklings but... right what's that i said pandas well pandas yeah but we've already done that idea i had mm-hmm. to ver- go out there but it's a bunch of ducklings and it just the sign just says quack 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 nancy's pill problem is back yeah, like mm-hmm. I think that would be just a nice way to let people know that up oh, Nan- Nancy's pill problem has reared its ugly head again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is this is this uh, is this all audio? Are they only going to hear audio? Or are they going to see our, uh, our video too? Oh uh, no, this is all audio. All yeah. Audio. Oh, okay. Because I feel like you know, with some of these, I feel like Jeff and I both have a very bemused smirk <laughs> on our face. Yeah. So I feel like the crowd, you know, the crowd at home might think that these aren't really hitting, but yeah. oh, they Jeff are. And I both. Are, are are very bemused, I think is yes. the right word yes. uh, in this instance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want, to, I want to get that across to the folks at home. Okay, this isn't good. chip bombing. We're, we're enjoying these. Yeah. Oh, you, you, know, you usually know it chip bombs, but no, we're enjoying this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. If, if you don't mind, should I keep going, Jeff? Yes. I mean, those those oh, were my, Christ. that was my first idea. I have but another idea. I know, Chip, you're also in the t-shirt game, correct? You're always yes. thinking about t-shirts. Yeah. So, so you have, moved on a couple of years ago, you moved on not only from being Philadelphia's preeminent Quizzo host, we haven't even gotten to ultimate Frisbee yet, which we'll get to. No. Uh, you st- started, uh, became partners with somebody who had a business uh, and you opened a business called shy vintage sports. Tell us a little bit about that, Johnny. Well, uh, it was, I guess, almost eight years ago. And uh, I barely knew the guy, but he ran a blog and I ran a history sports history blog. And he kind of knew me through that. And he said, Hey, I'm opening a retail store. Are you interested in getting involved? And I was like, I don't even know this guy, but sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I mean, let's do it. Yes. Yeah. Sold. You know That's yeah. Johnny doing his due diligence. Yes. That's right. Right. Yeah. Right. No, I think, you know, Jeff, I think there's, I think there's a little bit too much emphasis put on due diligence. I do too. I think there's, there's not enough like fly by the seat of your pants in business dealings. No, no. I think, I think business is meant to be whimsical. Yeah. <laughs> a, a capricious folly, if you will, honey. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. I just invested a lot of our savings. I just met a guy. He seems a bit crazy, but guess what? I am a store owner now. He literally hands him like the guy shows up and Johnny literally handed him a burlap sack that just had a big dollar sign on it and just handed mm-hmm. it through the door. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah and he'll, <laughs> yes. I'm not sure he's particularly pleased with his rather uh, random uh, assessment of me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> guys, picture, picture him going to investors. And guys, the piece de resistance on this whole deal is I have a guy working for me who is a blogger. Yeah. <laughs> I got a yeah. blogger. Do yeah. you know how hard do you know how hard it is to get a blogger these days to to be in business with you? Oh, this man. is 
This is they Philadelphia 2013. Nobody's doing <laughs> blogs these days. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so we, uh, we started doing it and it was, uh, you know, trial by fire and it was a um, learning experience, but I got hooked up quickly. I got lucky, like the, the one guy that did art at Sidecar, which is where I hosted Quizzo for many years, I knew he was a great artist and I reached out to him and was like, hey, hey dude, would you like to do some sports shirts? And he said, yeah. And then he said, I've got another guy that you should meet, my buddy Kenny, who does a great job with drawings. And he was, th this friend was more of a graphic designer. So he hooked me up with Kenny. And then those two guys really did the designs that kind of got us off the ground. Yep. And the first screen printer was also from Sidecar. He was, uh, he, he, he had just gone into screen printing in his basement. So it was uh, about as mom and pop as it gets. And yeah, we just kind of, um, you know, bounded along and then the Eagles won the Super Bowl. And when that happened, we were able to actually afford a manager. And uh, yeah, that's when it really got great because then somebody else had to worry about, uh, you know, all the, all the stuff. The day to day. So um, yeah, so we, we did that and yeah, now we're just, um, yeah, coming up and, on eight and, years. And so you and you should should say it's it's you do Phillies, Sixers, Eagles shirts, but you also sort of deal, I think mostly I don't know if mostly, but like a, a big part of your business is uh very niche leagues, defunct leagues. Uh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean it's a lot of um it's a lot of uh you know, kind of dancing around the line when it comes to you know, like we have shirts now that say 1960 world champions, right? And it's a guy holding the football. Well, yeah, <laughs> if you, you know, like you kind of have to dance a little bit because you, you want to do something that people are attached to, but obviously you're not going to say the Eagles were the 1960 world champions. Sure. You're just going to say 1960 world champions and let the rest of the blanks fill themselves in. Yeah, And, you, you know, that's part of it. The defunct teams is obviously a fun part of it. And it's like one, one of my favorite shirts that I have that literally I get called out on all the time. Like I'll, I used to wear it to shows a lot, just a T-shirt because it's a cool design. It's something interesting. I'm also not the biggest sports fan in the world. So it's like it's fun to kind of have a, a different, weird, again, hipster view of these sports. But I had a T-shirt. I still have it. The Philadelphia uh, Firebirds T-shirt, which was a, a a hockey league team. It wasn't an NHL team, but it was a ho hockey team. I think from the seventies uh, right. in Philadelphia called the Philadelphia Firebirds. And it, and it didn't even say Firebirds. It was, it's just the, the emblem of it. It's like a bird and people would come up to me after shows all the time. They're like, Oh my God, that's a Philadelphia Firebirds shirt. I used to go see them all the time. And it was a great conversation starter. So it was like a lot of these cool, you know, off, off the beaten path teams that you wouldn't think of. Yeah. And I think it was one of those things where, you know, again, it's like, people like you know i mean it's philly so it's a parochial city people like being reminded of things that maybe their granddad went to or rooted for you know i mean people love the connie mack stadium shirt mm -hmm. and it's a thing where it just taps into something where it's very authentically philly you know i mean these these teams and these places are a part of our history and and 
people again, like when you're in a city, and I think a lot of Northeastern cities are like this, but when you're in a city that's very parochial, I think people really like to have that kind of thing to buy into. And the only somewhat, you could, you know, I wouldn't say competition, but the only other people doing similar things were Mitchell and Ness, but Mitchell and Ness was really more of a national brand based locally. And we're really pretty hyper local. Yeah. Like people come into the store and it's hilarious because people come in the store, like these guys come in the day, they go like, Hey, you got any old Baltimore bullet shirt shirts? <laughs> like, oh yeah. Yeah. They're in the back. Yeah. Yeah. Like people all the time. That's our secret stash. We, we, we of course we've got a whole room full of Baltimore bullet Bullets shirts. shirts. Yeah. Well, from the- speaking of being hyper local, what I've done, Johnny, and I've used this platform. I know we've been friends for a long time, but mm-hmm. I wanted to sort of put you on the spot here and pitch some of my t-shirt ideas that I would like to sell to you and I would like you to go into business with me if <laughs> if you'd be willing to uh, let me pitch for a few moments. Oh, I'd love to. Okay, so these are Philadelphia-based so shirts. This is a lot like, this is basically like, this is kind of like Shark Tank right now. It really, it really is. is. No, this is, yeah, yeah. this is Shark Tank. Dolphin, okay, so dolphin Tank. Dolphin Tank. Yeah, Dolphin mm-hmm. Tank. Ah! So these are our <laughs> Philadelphia-based t-shirts that I think not only tourists would love, Philadelphians would love, okay? Uh, how about a T-shirt with a slogan that says this? Uh, the PPA, we all know the PPA, the Philadelphia Parking mm-hmm. Authority, okay? What about a slogan that says, the PPA is only doing their job, you're just irresponsible? What were your sales last year? Uh, my sales? Uh, yeah. I, I sold, <laughs> the, the, I yeah, sold the these are just uh, prototypes right now. So these oh, are the prototypes. Oh, okay. All I right. gave so them out for Christmas. You're coming Christmas. on the dolphin tank and you don't even have any sales. Right, right. Okay. Like, I got another one. Just- this, I think this one would turn a lot of heads though. What about, I love the Phillies. I'm just not in love with the Phillies. Is that one that would? Well, I think that one applies to a lot. I think there's a pretty wide swath. Okay of philadelphians who feel just that way right now okay so that one's i think got a chance with the first one chip my problem with the first one with the ppa one here's what concerns me yeah it's going to be the legal ramifications of all of the people that wear that shirt being beaten into a bloody pulp right so yeah so, so you're thinking so, like inciting right. violence i, right. I see so the what PPA, you're it's not the ppa's fault it's your fault right is not the kind of thing i'd wear around philadelphia unless i was looking to get hit in the mouth Sure. Okay. But that, but that Philly shirt, I think a month from now, we might, if you go to shyvintagesports.com, shyvintagesports.com, you might see that Philly shirt on there. Yeah. Yeah. Look, yeah. yeah just with look a, that with up. With a Kenny Thomas on design. Search, in, our search, in our search bar, in yeah. our search toolbar, look yeah. that up in a month, folks. See if it's there. See if Who it's knows? there. Yeah. You got any other ones, Chip? I'm liking this. Yeah. A couple more. How about this one? And these are just the, these next couple are just Philadelphia. So you'd see Philadelphia colon and then the slogan there Philadelphia where any day is trash day. What do you think about that one? I think that- I like of, that one. I yeah. I think that one actually has like, all kidding aside, yeah. I think that one's got some legs. All right. What, so what, I, do you think, what are you thinking about for an image, Chip? What are you thinking like? I think it's just, I think it's just a recycling bin and some trash bags laying on a sidewalk. I think that's what we're looking at right there. That's, that's the image I'm looking at. Uh, now this one's just a little more straightforward. How about this one? Philadelphia, fuck you, Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Uh, this one, right. this one could be fun. Philadelphia. This is a summertime one, obviously. Tank top, short sleeve, obviously. Philadelphia. It's not the heat. It's the gun violence. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So there's. Uh, yeah. No, I think that's. No, I like that. It's a tank top. Okay. Good. Uh, the next one, Philadelphia. If they're loud, they're from the suburbs. 
Because <laughs> I think that that mm-hmm. definitely you know illustrates most. Maybe people. like it just a picture of Aaron Express. Yes, exactly. Yes. So like coming. Uh, this one's a little bit longer, but I think it says something. Uh, so this one is not Philadelphia. It is Philadelphia, but it, it doesn't say Philadelphia. It just says, my entire personality is based on how well my local football team does each Sunday, and I vote. <laughs> so I think that that well, one. Is there a way to work in? Do you think there's a way to work in a few more words on that? I'll, one? I'll, try, I'll try to. I'll try to yeah, add no, some. I really want, I really want the, yeah, yeah. The, well, really uh, to fill up the whole front of the shirt. If you like verbose ones, I think this one will, will, will work for you. Uh, this one is, uh, I paid $1.3 million on a brand new townhouse in Fishtown, and all I got was structural damage, mold, and this lousy t-shirt. This, okay, now this one, this one uh, kind of goes along with the, the gun violence one, and it is shorter. Um, Philadelphia, it's probably just fireworks. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, okay. That's here's, pretty great. The thing, and, and don't release this. Don't release this show until Chip and I it, trademark this. And right, I was going to say, trust me. Yeah. Right, because I can guarantee you that based off of that, yeah, if we did a T-shirt that just said gunshots or fireworks, yeah, we would sell off the tens chart. of thousands. And I'm ready to talk about this the second we go off the air. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. ready. Yeah, I'm let's ready. get it. In motion. Okay. Local comedian and entrepreneur canceled. Yeah, canceled. Yeah. Right, because of the gun fireworks. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um, I, this one is just very plain and simple. It's three words, topical, free Eddie Savitz. <laughs> that one, I think, who would not wear that T-shirt? How are you not in business for yourself? I, I mean, don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, by the way, uh, people should go check out at, at Eddie Savitz on Twitter. I don't know who's got that handle, but boy. Some some demented guy. Yeah, yeah. Literally. Okay. Okay. Are you thinking maybe Chip, maybe your own side was this a chanty Ch- Chip Chanties? Yeah, maybe Connie Chant- Mac, P- can't, Connie Mac Vintage Sports. That's what I think I'm going to call it. <laughs> two more, two more. Okay, this one is for a lady shirt. Okay, this one is for a lady sh- lady shirt. Picture like a lady from from South Philly walking down the street, wearing a t-shirt that just said that with an arrow pointing up. <laughs> It's a lady with an arrow point. It says, hey, my good eye is up here. Oh, jeez. And then, and then finally. Oh, for- God. <laughs> oh, God, the free Eddie Savitz coming. Yeah. God damn it. I was, I was keeping a straight face for this whole fucking act. Yeah. And then chips in free Eddie Yeah, that's not good. Oh man, uh, oh. the man's not been with us for thirty years. Um, and uh, and then just finally, I think this is just an easy one in like Phillies or Eagles font. It's Philadelphia, so just a T-shirt that says "Kiss me, I'm irate." And I, uh, I think that's. Yep. And that's I think cute. that's it. So, Johnny, if you, if you're ready to buy any of those, I'm ready to sell. Yeah, no, I mean, free Eddie Stavitz, I mean, I'll put whatever you want, whatever money you need from yeah. an unemployed guy, yeah. uh, you know, I can, I can put into that. Okay, um, great. Yeah. Because I think the kids, the thing with the free Eddie Savage shirt, the kids are going to love it. That's, that's what I'm marketing that's to. I'm thing. marketing they love, to. Yeah, they love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. They love it. Yeah. So, so Johnny, that was just my, you know, opportunity to pitch to you. So I, I hope, uh, 
Dolphin Tank. This is a recurring episode we do yeah, quite often, tank. Johnny. Dolphin yeah, Tank. I, I, I mean, yeah, we should, just in the future, you should have like all your guests like pitch me stories, the Dolphin Tank. Mm-hmm. And I let them know whether or not when I reopen Aquarama in South Philly, yeah. mm-hmm. obviously we're going to have a gift shop. I mean, and- how is Aquarama not a T-shirt? T-shirt. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, just, I'm sure you can just a something. dolphin floating upside down, smoking a cigarette <laughs> out of his blowhole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. Aquarama. Aquarama is going to be the hot because it's going to be the hot holiday shirt, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Johnny, we're just going down the list of everything we need to talk to you about. And like I said, it's just, it's the list is full. It's a lot oh, of stuff. You not only are you a part owner of, of Shibe Sports, but also now you are a fun czar, Philadelphia Phoenix, preeminent Philadelphia ultimate team. One of the most fun sporting events you can go to in Philadelphia, where you know you're going to have a good time no matter what, is a Philadelphia Phoenix game down in South Philly, right across the main artery from the uh, Phillies Citizens Bank Park. Chip, we've been to a couple games, loving it, having a it's great time. So much fun. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the, you know, I think the thing that's exciting about it, and I just got involved a few months ago, and I didn't even know they had a team. Uh, I, I guess I had knew, I guess I had I found out in the last year they had a team. I reached out and said, hey, do you guys want to work on a T-shirt? And the conversation just went from there. And next thing you know, she was like, hey, do you want to you know, be an investor in the team? Yeah. And I was like, well, uh, this I, I have no idea what I'm doing. And as I think of, we've talked through the night, that's kind of par for the course. I've never gone into anything. Like, oh, I'm, you know, I've, let me, let me learn everything and then go into it. Like, right. I had never met a dolphin and I went into dolphin training and I had never uh, known that there was uh, ultimate Frisbee. I'd never worked in retail and got into t-shirts. So I said, you know, it, I'm hot, I'm hot right now. And the secret to my success is having no clue what I'm doing. Right. And I think a lot of people, a lot of business books will tell you to do it differently. It's, but, it's worked so far, Johnny. You, yeah, no, I'm here to tell you they're all wrong. I mean, yeah. just go into stuff and not have a clue and just see what happens. And that's what's happening here. It's just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. And that's, to me, when things are actually the most fun. And this has been a, a boatload of fun. I mean, it's just like you guys said, I mean, it's just, you watch it and you're like, oh my God, like these guys are not, this is not just guys tossing the Frisbee around in the quad. Like these guys are freaking athletes. Yeah. And this is a, uh, this is an intense competition. And the thing that we, you know, that I wanted to kind of help bring to it was sort of that festival vibe with, um, you know, we've had bands at halftime. We've had break dancers at halftime. We've got uh, second district is a local brewer. That's just a few blocks from the stadium does the beer. We do our after party at black cat tavern. You know, it's all about, you know, the one thing that I have learned through the years is, is sort of, you know, building community and, yeah. and making everybody feel like they're part of something. And I think that's the goal here. It's, it's to make everybody feel like they're part of this team because the other teams, let's be honest, they're so big now they're not accessible. Yeah. Well, and right. that's, you know, that's you're not going to go to the bar after the game and hang out with Bryce Harper. Right. Well, I will, but you guys wouldn't. No, right, right, right. But but that's the thing that the, I think it was middle school to high school. Somehow we discovered the Reading Phillies. And, you know, I would go to Phillies games at that stadium when I was a kid. And, you know, it was an interesting experience. But we started going to Reading Phillies games. 
And it was so much fun because they did have that festival vibe and it felt like more of a community. That's what these games remind me of, like a, like a minor league yep. ballpark where it's just, it's not just about the game. The game's fun. The game's fast moving, but there's so many other things going on. Yeah, it was funny. We had uh, my buddy Cosmo, Cosmo Baker, who's a fantastic DJ and he's been on the scene forever. And he, we, we had him DJ one of the games and he sent me a text and he, you know, he's such a nice guy. He sent me a text the next day. He was like, he was like, I want this to go over in the sweetest way possible. He was like, and don't be offended. He's like, but being at that game last night, I felt like I was in a 1980s movie about a plucky group <laughs> trying, trying to get people, trying to get people to a wacky sporting event. And he Who was wouldn't like, want to so be a part of that movie though? Who wouldn't want to be a part of that movie? Right, right. And I think that might be, again, you know, we've, uh, we've got some free time, Chip. Maybe that's, maybe that's the movie yeah. that, you know, we, we do, we make on our iPhones. But like, I think that, you know, that's sort of the spirit of it, which like yep. you said, is similar to that. Minor League Baseball has definitely figured out that niche, but not in a big city. Minor, the minor league teams are in places like Reading because they don't have a big league team. So this is a little bit different because you are competing with people who are going to Phillies games. Absolutely. Right? Like, yeah. You know, so, but I do think there is a big gap uh, or a big group of people who don't want to spend $12 for a beer. Yep. Who don't want to spend, you know, 10 bucks for a hot dog. You know, like I think there is, a big sort of like middle-class sporting event that people are into, they can take their kids to and not have to mortgage the house. Right. And I think that's where the real opportunity with this thing is. And the, the payoff is that it's also the sport is really fun and the team is really, really well run. You guys talked to Christina last week. I mean, yep. You know, uh, the other, the real secret to my success is I always surround myself with people who are a hell of a lot smarter than I am. So that's for kids, kids, if you're listening at home, that's the actual secret. Right. The secret is to surround yourself with people smarter than you. It's kind of like when you started the, uh, the, the open mic at Fima Cools with me. Right, right. It was like, you know, and that's why that was such a huge success because Chip surrounded himself with me. Right. And so, you know, it, but it was, it, it, that was the only time it really worked in reverse. In the opposite way. Right. Understood. Right. Right. Every other time I've worked with the smarter people. So, Absolutely. yeah, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's a lot of fun. we got three more games left all at home and, you know, we're having fun with them. You know, you guys are coming for the Olympics this week. Yep. Uh, we're doing like a uh, Mexican food night on the 13th and then fan appreciation on the 21st. So, you know, it's like I said, we had we had a great band for halftime in the last one. We had break dancers for the second game. So it's you know, it's all about putting on like, look, I'm you know, I go by the name Johnny Good Times. The opportunity to put on a carnival mm-hmm. is kind of what I want to do, you yep. know, and it's kind of what I feel like I was put on earth to do. And this gives me an opportunity to do that on an even different scale than Quizzo does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, There's a great energy at this stadium when you guys play. Like uh, I had my two nephews there at me last time and they each won something. Like it was crazy. Like they were in the race, they're in the 50 yard dash. You have the, you had that young kid who's so great. Who's out there catching the little Frisbees with the stick. <laughs> right. You run that yep. kid ragged, man. That kid is the best. <laughs> he weighs, he's about Very. six feet six feet tall, maybe 120 pounds. And he's just running. Johnny's just screaming at him. 
do this. And he's just doing things. And catch, uh, that, it's, catch that frisbee with that giant stick. Yeah. And it's, and it's just fun. Like kids have such a great time there. So uh, yeah, we're excited. We'll be there this, this Friday. We'll have this episode out, out for that. So that's been very exciting. Um, I think we've touched pretty much chip on, on pretty much Johnny's big four. Let's see. We have, we have Quizzo, Shibe Sports, Dolphins, mm-hmm. Phoenix, and then, of course, number five, the big one, his lifelong friendship with Chip Chantry. That's right. 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 Yeah. And uh, yeah. And we're just not going to, you know, I mean, the, you know, the international playboy thing, we'll just save it for another show. Sure. Absolutely. Sure. Because there's probably no, that would take up a whole nother hour and a half. Right. We're right. That's yeah. That's a totally different show. And so, Johnny, uh, one, that's more like the after hours show. This is more for the kids. Now, I know you said people aren't hiring. You might be facetious. You might not. But where will we, will we be seeing some live Quizzo uh, in some local bars if we live in Philly? Yeah. So right now I'm at Dock Street. Uh, oh, awesome. Every Wednesday. And I've actually been doing one a month in Wayne. Which Ooh, has Wayne been kind of interesting. Um, so, I, you know, people for years were like, when are you going to be in the suburbs? When are you going to be in the suburbs? And now I'm finally in the suburbs. So. So there is, there is that. And then it's just a matter of right now, I'm just talking to a lot of people about doing pop-ups yep. uh, because I think that's a little bit more manageable. I think people are a little too intimidated because the future is so uncertain Yep. and uh, bars and restaurants are having a tough time, uh, you know, being fully staffed. So now that's kind of been my pivot has been, um, you know, been saying, Hey, why don't we just do one? and see what yep. happens and you know in worst case everybody's happy you know like yep. I'll, I'll i'll only charge you what you feel comfortable with you know yeah. so that's been kind of that and it'll you know and it's going to pick back up chip actually was a big help this past year we went totally virtual yeah, when, let's talk more know, about that about how, how big of a big a help i was yeah <laughs> yeah so anyway so chip uh did a couple of those um and no we went virtual last year and that was a whole change of the game and completely a different quizzo thing and we just wrapped that up a couple of weeks ago and we'll start that back in september and i think once september gets here i think people are going to start working again and yeah and things are you know knock on wood things are going to fall into place a little bit right now it's just sort of it's still fairly helter skelter with people trying to figure out what's happening next. But I think, you know, I think that that'll, that'll come together in September, you know, but in August it's, it's kind of a scramble, but I think you could talk to anybody that's in or around the bar and restaurant business and they would tell you the exact same. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just cross your fingers. Eventually it'll be back. And when it is, I got to say one of the, one of the most fun nights out, if you have a friend or two is just going, have some beers and play some Quizzo, whether you go there and you just see, Oh my God, it's Quizzo. Or you go there for the sole intent of playing Quizzo, both equally fun. Yeah. And, and the, the other thing too, like I just did uh, yesterday, I did a birthday party uh, woman, you know, well, no, no housewarming party. And wedding party, because a lot of people had parties last year that got postponed. Yeah. You know, so I have started getting some gigs where people are like, okay, we're having like three parties at once for everything that happened that we never got. to. Oh, wow. So, you know, so that's that's kind of the other thing, too, is just really trying to focus more on doing 
private parties and and events and things like that. I think that'll be the next that'll be kind of the next focal point. I'm not trying to do bar trivia forever. Right. Uh, you know, I think that's kind of the next the next move uh, is doing more more things like that. But it was a lot of fun. You know, it's a lot of fun. Just I was in somebody's backyard. <laughs> yeah. You know, with the, <laughs> Did they with know? The Say what? Did they know you were in the backyard? No. So that was the thing. It's when you surprise them and you, you know, and I don't get paid for that. I just show up it's fun. and I just plug in a microphone and I start yelling and, yep. you know, and, you know, sometimes it goes sideways. I'll be honest. Sometimes a lot, a lot of times you hear you take you and those two halves of a pallet and get out of here. Yeah. Right. Right. Some people just don't get it, Jeff. Some people I don't know. get it when you show up with half a pallet and a, and a mini amp. <laughs> in their backyard you know and it's usually that's that's part of the job you just have to deal with that yeah it's it's like I, i've got these wooden markings out on the front lawn to announce our divorce and in the yeah. back got a guy asking questions what is happening in my yard right now yeah. and, yeah. It's, and it's just chip and johnny counting money the whole time because mm -hmm. they sold the they sold the, right. the front yard they sold the backyard just and who is eddie yeah. savitz and why is he wearing a t-shirt supporting him oh my god Chip, I'm going to literally, to get this past the FCC, I'm going to have to beep out every iteration of Eddie Savage. We okay. can't have, I'm sorry. So I'll okay. put something equally non-offensive instead of Eddie Savage. Maybe okay. something like, who's an Eddie? Eddie. Um, Crazy Eddie. Crazy Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. Eddie uh, okay, there we go. Yeah. So we'll, we'll do something like that. Yeah. Okay. This hour and a half flew by faster than Chip. I'm going to say we've had some great guests. We've had some duds. And we this, also had, yeah, and we also had Johnny. And we had Johnny. This is somewhere smack dab in the middle. Right. Yeah. Right. You were a you were a six, Johnny. Man, you I got guys, a solid you guys six. are too much. You yeah. guys are just, yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate Johnny, that. we're gonna see you this Friday night down at the uh stadium to see the Philadelphia Phoenix. People get tickets, just type in Philadelphia Phoenix. You'll go to their website. I think tickets are maybe $12, $14. So worth it. Before you go, stop by uh, Shibe Sports online, get a T-shirt, get one of Chip's new T-shirts. I believe the Phillies one will be there. Chip, again, the Phillies T-shirt that's coming out says, I, I love, love, love the, the Phillies. I'm just I'm not in love, in with, love the with the Phillies. Yeah. Right. That'll be the new one. I think that comes out on Friday. Yeah. Right. Right. Johnny, is there anything by. else we should know before we say goodbye yeah, to you? Just swing by and ask Darren, hey, where's Chip's shirt at? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure Darren would love that. All right. Thank you very much, Johnny. We appreciate you stopping by. We'll see you Friday, Chip. See you Friday. But wave goodbye, you, everybody. Guys. See you, buddy. Thanks. Thanks.